our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. The Enchanted April by Elizabeth von Abraham Rim. Chapter 1. Began in the Women's Club in London on February afternoon. An unfortunate club and a miserable afternoon. When Mr. Wilkins, who had come down from Hampstead to shop at a lunch at her club, took up the times from the table in the smoking room and running a listless eye down the agony column, saw this. To those who appreciate winter and sunshine, Small Mediterranean Italian castle, shores of Mediterranean, to be let furnished for the month of April. Necessary servants remain. Z-Box 1000, the Times. That was its conception. Yet, as in the case of many, another conceiver was unaware of it at the moment. So inventorily unaware was Miss Wilkins at her April, for that year had then and there been settled for her. As she dropped the newspaper with a gesture, both irritated and resigned, went over the window and stared drearily, drearily out of the dripping street. Not for her were medieval castles, even those that were specially described as small. Not for her the shores of April, the Mediterranean, whisper and the sunshine. Such lights were only for the rich. In the advertisement, been advertised to persons who appreciate these things. They had been... Anyhow, addressed to her, to her, for she certainly appreciated them more than anyone knew, more than she had ever t- told. But she was poor. Oh well, she possessed her very own, only ninety pounds saved for the year to year, put by carefully, pound by pound, out of her dress allowance. She had scraped this sum together, suggesting of her husband as a shield and refuge against a rainy day. The dress allowance given her by father was a hundred pound a year. So Miss Wilkins' clothes were, that her husband urging to be sa- her to save, called modest and becoming her acquaintance to each other, and they were spoke to her at all, which is seldom, for she was very neglectable. He was very neglectable, called a perfect sight. Mr. Wilkins, Miss the solicitor, encouraged thrift and set a branch of it, which got into his food. He, he did not call that thrift. He called it bad housekeeping. But for the thrift which, like moth, penetrated the mist of Miss Watkins' clothes, in thought of them, he would praise. How much praise you never knew. No, he said. When there'll be a rainy day, you may be very glad to find you have a nest egg. Indeed, we both may. Looking out the wind, club window into Shrewsbury Avenue, hers was an economical club. Convenient for Hempstead, where she lived, and for schoolbreds. Where she shopped, Miss Wilkins, having stood 
There is some time, very drearily, our mind's eye on the Mediterranean in April when the vista inevitable opportunities of the rich, where our body eye watched the readily, extremely horrible, snotty rain, snooty rain, sooty rain, falling steadily, hurrying umbrellas, especially umbrellas. So he wondered whether perhaps it was not a rainy day, Mellish, Mellish was Mrs. Watkins had so often encouraged her to prepare for. And where we had to get out such a climate into the small Mediterranean castle was not, was perhaps what Providence had all along intended her to do with her savings. Part of the savings, of course. Perhaps quite a small part. The cost of being medieval might also be deteriorated. The applications were surely cheap. She wouldn't in the least mind a few of them because you don't pay for deprivations which are already there on the contrary. Addressing the price, you had to pay. They really paid you. But what nonsense to think of it. She turned away from the window with the same gesture, mingled in irritation, resigned with which, resignation which she had laid down at times, across the room towards the door, the intention of getting a Macintosh, an umbrella and fighting away into one of the overcrowded omnibuses, going to school brits on her way home at burying some Scotch shoals for Merrish dinner. Merrish was difficult with fish, lightly light over only soles, except for salmon. When she beheld Miss Everbot, a woman she knew by sight, as also living in Hampstead, belonging to the cub, sitting on the table in the middle of the room in which the newspapers and magazines were kept, absorbed in her turn the face pages of the Times. Miss Watkins never had never yet spoken to Miss Everbot. Have not. It belonged to one of the various church sets where then lies crucified, divided, ready to the poor, whereas he and Manish, when they did go out, went to the parties of impressionist painters, whom in Hammersted there were many. Hamishish had a sister who had married one of them and lived up on the heath because of his lights. Miss Watkins was drawn into a circle which was hardly unnatural to her, and she learned to dread pictures. She had to say things about them. She didn't know what to say. She used to murmur marvellous and feel it was not enough. But nobody minded. Nobody listened. Nobody took any notice of Miss Watkins. She was the kind of person who was not noticed at parties. Her clothes infested by thrift, made by uh, practically invisible. Her face was non-arresting. Conversation was reluctant. She was shy. For one clothes and faces adverse or all needed. Negligible, thought Mrs. Watkins, recognised her disabilities. What art parties is there left of one? Also, she's always with Watkins, that clean shaven, fine looking man, gave a party merely by coming to it. Great M. Watkins was very respectable. You know him to be hardly fought by his senior partners. His sister's circle admired him, without satirically intelligent judgments on art and artists. His pithy, he prudent. He never said a word too much, nor, on the other hand, did he say a word too little. Produced the impression of being keeping copies for everything he said. He was so obviously reliable. It often happened that people who met him at his parties became discontented with their own solicitors, or Peter Wilkins and Westerners eradicated themselves and went to Wilkins. Actually, Mrs. Wilkins was blotted out. She said to her sister, "There's something itself." Itself a traditional, digested, and final in manner, should stay at home. But Wilkins could not leave his wife at home. He was a family sister, 
all such had wives and stole them. With his, with his week, he went to parties. With his, his on Sundays, he went to church. Being fairly young, he was thirty-nine, ambitious of old ladies, of uh, to whom he had not acquired practice of significant number. He had not afforded Miss Church, as there and Miss Watkins came and familiar. Through never through words with Miss Avernot, she saw her and the children pour into pews. She had come into the head of the procession from Sunday school, exactly five minutes for the choir. Get over her boys and girls neatly fitted in allotted seats and down on their little knees, primary prayer, up again on their feet just as a swelling organ. A vestry door opened and choir and clergy big with their literaries and commandments. They were presently to roll out and merge. She had a sad face, yet she is eventually efficient. The combination used to make Miss Watkins wonder for she had ever had ever been told by Millish on days when she had only been able to get place. It is if one were efficient, one wouldn't be depressed. If one does one job, one will come ultimately bright and brisk. But Miss Everett's not, if nothing brisk, bright and brisk. They are much in a way with the Sunday school children. That was automatic. But when Miss Wilkins, turning from the window, caught sight of her club, she's not being automatic at all. But looking fixedly at one portion, the front page of Times, holding the paper quite still, eyes not moving, she was just staring, and her face as usual, with the face of a patient, disappointed Maradona. Miss Wilkins watched her, watched her a minute, trying to screw up courage to speak to her. She wanted to ask if she had seen the advertisement. She did not know why she wanted to ask her this, but he wanted to. How stupid not to be able to speak to her. She looked so kind. She looked so unhappy. Why couldn't two unhappy people refresh each other? On their way through the dirty, dusty business of life by small, little small talk, by little small talk, really natural talk, about what they felt, what they would have liked, what they still tried to hope. She could not help thinking that Miss Eldercott, not too, was reading the same advertisement. Her eyes were on a very part of the labour. Was she too picturing that it would not be like the colour, the fragrance of light, soft lappings of sea among the little hot rocks, colour, fragrance, light, sea, so it's Shrasby Avenue, the wet omnibuses, the fish department, the showbreds, the tube of Hampstead, the dinner and tomorrow the same, the day after the same, and always the same. So Miss Watkins found herself leaning towards across the table. Are you reading about the tomato of a castle, whisperer? She heard herself asking. Now she must have got was surprised. It was not as much she was not half as much surprised as Miss Wilkins as herself was for asking. Is ever not was not yet acknowledged and set eyes on a shabby lank, loosely put together figure sitting opposite her, with his small freckled face and big grey eyes, almost disappearing under smashed down water wet with her hat. She gazed at a moment a moment without answering. She was reading about the Mandeville Castle when I wished for her. I rather had read about it ten minutes before, since then been lost in dreams of light of colour, fragrance of the soft lapping of the sea, like little rock rocks. Why do you ask me that? she said in a grave voice, for a training of, of that, but a poor made her grave and patient. Miss Watkins flushed and looked excessively shy and frightened, only because I saw it too. Thought perhaps I thought somehow she stammered. Whereupon Miss Everett, her mind being used to getting people to listen to visions, were happily considered. She gazed thoughtfully, 
and Miss Wilkins under my heading supposedly she had a classifier. She could not probably be put she, she could most probably be put. Ah, oh, I know you by sight, went on Miss Watkins, who, like all the shy, once she was started, lunged on, threading herself to, to more and more speech by the sheer sound of what she said in her last said in ears. Every Sunday I see you every Sunday in church, in church, and you miss a forgot. It seems such a wonderful thing, this advertisement, by Wistra and Miss Watkins, who must have been at least thirty broke off and wiggled a chair with a movement awkward embarrassed schoolgirl seems so wonderful she went on a kind of bust it's such a miserable day and she sat looking at miss uppercott the eyes of a prison dog the poor thing thought miss uppercott whose life was spent in my helping of alternating needs of vice she accordingly prepared herself patiently to give it if you see me in church she said kindly and attentively i suppose you live in hampstead too oh yes said miss watkins she repeated her head is a long, thin neck drooping a little. The direction of Hempstead bowed her. Oh, yes, where? said Miss Applescott. Who? Then advised. When advice was needed, naturally first proceeded to collect the facts, but Miss Wilkins, laying her hands softly and crisply on a part of the Times, where advertisement was, as though the mere printed words of it were precious, and he said, perhaps, it is why it seems so wonderful. No, I think that's wonderful, anyway. Anyhow, said Miss Wilfercott, forgetting facts and faintly saying, Then you're reading it? You were reading it, yes, said Miss Wilfercott, her eyes going dreamily again. Wouldn't it be wonderful, murmured Miss Watkins. Wonderful, said Miss Wilfercott, her face which, which had lit up, faded in patience again. Very wonderful, she had said. But it's no use waiting one's, wasting one time thinking of such things. Oh, but it is, said Miss was. Miss Watkins' quick, surprising reply, surprising because it's so much like the rest of her coatless coat and skirt, the crumbled hat, the undecided wisp of the hair dragging out, and just the considering of them is worthwhile itself such a change from Hansted. Sometimes I believe, I going to believe, I really do believe, if one considers hard enough, one could get things. Miss Wilkins observed her patiently. In what category would she, supposedly, she had to put her? But she said, leaning forward a little, You tell me your name, if you will, are to be friends, she smiled. A great smile, I am. hope we are. We had better begin at the beginning. Oh, yes, how kind of you. I am Miss Watkins, said Miss Watkins. Don't expect she added, flushing. Miss Overcott said nothing, or this conveys anything to you. Sometimes it is, doesn't seem to convey anything to me either. But she looked around, with a moment of so we can help. I am Miss Watkins. She do not like her name. A mean, small name, a kind of physicist twist. He thought at its end of an upward curve of pug balls, dog's tail. There, there it was, however. There was no doing, doing anything with it. What can she was, and what can she would remain? And those her husband encouraged her to give it up to her all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft. 
Made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hanna quality for your most precious gift. Hanna soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. One cadence and Mrs. Mellorish Watkins, she did own, she did... She only did that when she he was in his shop, but she thought money made Watkins worse. Advertising the way Chatsworth, a gate in that way of Chatsworth on the gate post of villa, emphasized the word of villa. At first she suggested she should add Menelish, she objected for another reason, and after Paul's Menelish was so was much too prudent to speak except of the pause during which presumably you've taken a careful of his coming of his observation. He said, much displeasure, but I'm not a villa. I looked at her as he looks, who hopes perhaps a hundred times that he may not have married a fool. Of course he's not a villa, Miss Watkins assured him. He never supposed he was. She had not dreamed of meaning. She was only just thinking. The more she explained, the more earnest became Minish's hope, familiar to him by this time. He had been made a husband for two years. He might not be any chance to have married a fool. They had a prolonged quarrel. It had been called a quarrel, which is conducted with dignified silence on either one side, and it's apology on the other. As to whether or no Miss Watkins attended to suggest Mr Watkins was a villa. I believe she said fault when it was at last over and looked at a long while took a long while. Anyone would quarrel about anything. When you were not left too off being together for a single day for a whole two whole years. What we both need is a holiday. Mrs. My husband went on Miss Watkins to Mrs. Everett trying to throw some light on herself. Solicitor, he cast about, she cast about her for something. She'd say, Trory, a militia found, very handsome. Well, said Mrs. Connie, you must be a great pleasure to you. Why? asked Miss Watkins. Because Miss Everett, a little taken back for instance, Intercourse with Paul had cursed her to have no pronouncement except without question. Because beauty, handsomeness, is a gift like any other, if properly, if properly used. She trailed off in the silence with Watkins' great grey eyes fixed on her, seeing suddenly to Mrs. Avocott that perhaps she was coming crystallised, having a presentation spo- spo- after Manel's nursemaids. They were having an audience and wouldn't but agree, or would be afraid. Had wished to interrupt, didn't know, was it was in fact a uh, mercy. But Mr. Watkins was not listening. 
But just then, so as it seemed, a picture flashed across the brain. There were two figures sitting together, and a great trilling whisperer that stretched across the branches of a tree. She didn't know it was herself and Miss Overcott. She saw them, she saw them, burning with bright sunshine. They were old grey walls of Middlebury Castle, she saw it. They, they, and there were they, were there. She therefore stared at Miss Upcott. She did not hear words, she said. Miss Upcott stared too, Miss Watkins, with an expression of face, which was swept by the excitement of what she saw, was in luminous and tremendous under it, as water and as sunlight were ruffled by a gust of wind. At this moment, it had been, if she had been a party, a party, Miss Watkins would have been looked at with interest. He said to her, Miss Overcott surprised and quarrelingly. Mr. Watkins with his eyes of someone, a revelation, of course. That was now how it would, could be done. She herself, she by herself couldn't afford it. She wouldn't be able, even if she could afford it. No, go low, they're all alone. But she and Miss Overcott together. She leaned across the table. Why don't we try and get it? She whispered. Miss Overcott became even more wide-eyed. Get it, she repeated. Yes, said Miss Watkins, still as though she were afraid of being overheard. Not just sit here and say how wonderful, and then go home. Hans said, without having put out a finger to go home, as you usually see about the dinner, fish, that we've been doing for years and years, or go on doing for years and years, in fact, said Miss Watkins, pressing to the roots of her hair for a second, sound of what she was saying, what she was coming was coming pouring out of at her, yet she couldn't stop. I see no end of it. There is no end of it. So there ought to be a break. There ought to be intervals if everyone's interests in everybody's interests. Why would it really be everyone selfish to go away and be happy for a little? Because we would come back so much nicer. You see, after a bit everybody needs a holiday. But how do you mean how do you do you mean get it? asked Miss Wovercott. Take it, said Mrs. Watt. Lookins, take it, rent it, hire it, have it. But do you mean you and I? Yes, between us, share. Then it would only cost half, and you may look so. Look, certainly if you wanted it, just as I do. If you ought to have a rest, have something happy happen to you. Why don't we, why we don't know each other? But just think how well we would. We went away together for a month. I've saved for a rainy day, expect to view. This is a rainy day, I look at it. She's unbalanced, thought Miss Overcott, yet she felt strangely stirred. Think of getting away for a whole month from everything to heaven. She shouldn't say things like that, thought Miss Overcott, the vicar, yet she felt strangely stirred. It would indeed be wonderful to have a rest, a citation. Have it over, steady again. And years of intercourse, Paul made her say, slight, though, though sympathetic superiority, explained it then. You see, heaven isn't somewhere else. It's here and now. We're told so. She became very earnest, just as she did, and trained patient to help the enlighten the poor. Heaven is within us, she said in a gentle tone and voice. He were told, and on the very highest authority, you know the lines about the kindred points, don't you? Oh, yes, I know them, interrupted Mrs. Wilkins impatiently. Patiently. Kindred points of heaven and home, kindred Mrs. Overcott. Who was used to finishing her senses? Heaven is our home. It isn't, said Miss Watkins. Again, surprisingly, Miss Overcott was not taken aback. And she said gently, Ah, oh, but it is. Is it? It is there we choose if we make it. 
I do choose, and I do make it. It isn't, said Mr. Watkins. There is a cop with Sonnet. She too sometimes had doubts about Holmes. Checked and laughed. But then easy at Mr. Wilkins. They more and more the urgent need of getting classified. If she could only classify Miss Watkins, get her safely under a proper heading, she felt she had herself again. She felt that she herself would again regain a balance, which did seem very strange to be slipping all to one side. But even as she had a holiday for years, at the moment when she saw it and set her dreaming, Miss Watkins' excitement, but it was infectious. She had a sensation as she listened to her impetuous old talk, watched her slit, lit up face. As she was being stirred out of her sleep, Security Miss Watkins was unbalanced, but I forgot had met the unbalanced before. Indeed, she's always meeting them. They had no effect on her own stability at all. Whereabouts this one, making her feel quite wobbly. Where is her to be off and away, away from her compass points of God, husband and home and duty? She didn't feel as if Miss Watkins intended Mr. Watkins to come too. Just for once, be happy. Would be both good and desirable. Which, of course, what it wasn't. Which certainly, of course, it wasn't. She also had a nest egg invested gradually into the post office savings bank, but had supposed that she could never get a duty to stent, to drawing out and spending on herself, and surely, surely, surge, surely she couldn't. She wouldn't ever do such a thing. Surely she wouldn't. She wouldn't, couldn't ever forget the poor, a poor, great, forget misery and sickness. Great is that. No doubt a trip to Italy be extraordinarily delightful, but there's many delightful things one would like to do, and what would strength given to one, except to one, help one not to do them. Said fast at the points of the compass, to Miss Sefercott, the great four facts of life, God, husband, home duty, she had gone to sleep on those facts years ago, on a period of much misery, her head resting on them, eyes on a pillow, she had a great dread of being awakened, that's a simple and troublesome condition. Therefore, it was that she searched for earnestness, heading under which to put Miss Wilkins, and his time illuminate remained, steady her own mind, sitting there looking at her uneasily, after she had her last remark, and feeling herself becoming more and more unbalanced infected, because she decided to um, the vigour said at meetings, put her under the nerving, heading nervous, nerves. It's possible that she or we go straight into the category hysteria, which is often an antechamber to lunacy. But Miss Evercott had learned not to hurry people into the final categories, final categories, having on more than one occasion discovered, with dismay that she made a mistake, how difficult it had been to get them out again, and how crushed she had been with the most terrible remorse. Yes, nerves. Probably did no regular work for others, thought Miss Everscott. No work. That she could take herself, out, take herself outside herself. Evidently, she was rudderless, blown about by gusts, by impulses. Nerves was always, most certainly, her category. Or would she, would be quite soon. No one helped her. Poor little thing, thought Miss Everett. Her own balance returning hand in hand with compassion, unable to count because the table to see the length of Miss Wilkins and legs. She always saw with a small, eager, shy face and thin, thin shoulders. Look at childish longing and eyes, something that she was sure was going to make her happy. No such things didn't make people happy. So fleeting things, Miss Everett learned in her long life of Frederick. He was her husband. She had married him at twenty. He was not twenty-three. Where alone true joys are to be found, they are found. They are not to be. They are not 
they are to be found. She now knew them only daily and hourly, living for others. They are only found only. Had, had she over and over again her disappointments, discouragements there, come away, confronted, comforted, at the feet of God, Frederick had been kind, husband, whose life betakes herself early, feet of God, from him to them. Him to them, been a short, furrow, painful step. Seems short to her in retrospect. Been really taken the whole the first year of their marriage. Each inch of the way been a struggle. Each inch of it was stained. Strange, she felt that time with her heart's blood. All that was over now. She had long since power and peace. Frederick found passionately loved by groom from her friendship young husband. Comes second only to God. List of duties and forbearances. There he hangs a second importance of bloodless thing, bed white by prayers for years, been able to be happy, only to, by forgetting happiness. She wanted staying like that. She wanted to shut out everything, a reminder of the beautiful things that might settle off again long desiringly. I'd like to, so much to be friends, she said earnestly. Would you come and see me, or let me come to you sometimes, whether you feel as if you wanted to talk? I'll give you my address, she in her handbag, and then... She wouldn't forget. She found a card and helped it out. Miss Wilkins ignored the card. It's so funny, said Miss Wilkins, just as she had not heard her. But it's tears both, you and me, this April in the middle of Evil Castle. Miss Everett not relapsing in uneasiness. Do you? said Mary, making an effort to stay balanced under a vitreous gaze, her shiny grey eyes. Do you? Do you ever see things in a kind of flash before they happen? asked Miss Watkins. Never, said Everett. She cried a smile. She tried to smile this sympathetic way, yet wise and tolerant smile which she had uncustomed. This is a necessary bias, incomplete view of the poor. She didn't see the smile trembled out. Of course, she said in a low voice, almost as if she was afraid. Vicar, the saving banks, the lifting. It'd be most beautiful, most beautiful. Even if it were wrong, said Miss Wilkins, it would only be for a month. That began, again, Mrs. Well got quite clear, and that but responsiveness. Such a point of view, and Miss Watkins stopped her before she would, could finish. Anyhow, said Miss Watkins, stopping her. I'm sure it's wrong to go beyond being good for too long, till one gets miserable. I can see you've been good for years and years because you look so happy. Miss Watkins opened her mouth to protest. I've done nothing but duties. Things for other people ever since I was a girl. Don't believe anybody loved me a bit. Don't believe anybody loves me a bit, a bit better. I long, I long for something else, something else. As she was going, was she going to cry? Mr. Scott became accurately, acutely uncomfortable and, and sympathetic. She hoped she wasn't going to cry, not there, not in a funny room, strangers coming and going. Mr. Scott, after tugging accurately a handkerchief that couldn't come out of her pocket, had seen it at last, Miriam apparently blowing her nose of it, then blinking her eyes very quickly once or twice, looked at Mrs. Weathercock with a quivering air of half-humble, half-fried apology and smiled. Will you believe, she whispered, trying to study her mouth evidently, dreadfully, ashamed of herself. I've never spoken anyone before in my life like this. I can't think, I simply don't know what has come over me. It's the advertisement, said Mr. Scott, nodding gravely. Yes, said Miss Hawkins, dabbing fertily in her eyes. And as being so, she blew her nose again a little. Miserable. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. 
with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hanna quality for your most precious gift. Hanna soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hanna baby. Introducing a new collection, Hanna soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.